time now to say hello to Terry Flanagan. As you know, Terry is a biologist and he taught in Moyle Park Community School for 40 years, but he retired last year. But I believe, Terry, you went back to school this week. Yeah, wasn't back in Moyle Park, I can tell you. I was in Loretto College in Balbriggan and I went to see three students. Twins Abigail and Erica O'Brien-Murray and Olivia O'Shea. And why was I there? Well, the girls had entered this year's Young Scientist exhibition with a really interesting project on ash tree dieback. Now, we know the importance of that because we've done it a number of times on the programme in the last couple of years. It's uh, caused by a fungus and it's spread throughout most of the country. And sadly, it's predicted that it could cause the death of most ash trees here within the next 20 years. Now, research is being undertaken by Chagask, and what they're trying to do is they're trying to develop trees that will be genetically resistant to ash dieback. But what the girls are trying to do is to develop a method of saving those trees that are already infected, and their results are extremely promising. So... I headed off to the coastal town of Balbriggan to meet the girls and I started off by asking Erica to explain their project. Our project is Can We Save the Common Ash? So we investigated if two different plant hormones and how they interact with each other could decrease the growth of the fungus that is affecting our native ash trees. This is your twin sister Abigail. Abigail, tell me a little bit about this ash dieback. So ash dieback is affecting over 90% of the ash trees here in Ireland. The disease is caused by a fungus. Can you actually see the fungus on the tree? No, you can't. So uh, you c- obviously you can see the symptoms that the disease causes, but the disease itself is a vascular disease, so it would all be internal. Within the transport system? Yeah. If you were to cut the tree down, you can see it on the inside. But fungus So itself. it's not like a mushroom? No, it doesn't appear externally. Mm -hmm. Though you will see epicormic growth on the base of the tree, which can at times... Explain epicormic growth. So once the tree is under attack and uh, it's trying to fight back, it's really weak and starts sprouting loads of small branches and stems at the base of the tree. And that's where a lot of... Once the leaves fall in winter, the fungus grows amongst this epicormic growth and that's how the spores are released. So at times you can see... Um, some fungus growth on that, but not within the trees themselves. Is there anything that the public can do to to prevent this spread? Sadly, there isn't. That's why we said that we'd investigate our project the way we did. There is research being done into ash dieback before we started, but it's all on uh, maybe producing a tree that is genetically resistant to the disease and not saving the ones that we have left. So how did you then get involved in this particular project on ash? Uh, We were looking on articles online where we found that in in poplar trees they used a very similar method of introducing higher amounts of salicylic and jasmonic acid. So we wanted to introduce that same method to ash trees to see if they would work similarly. Now you didn't work on the actual trees themselves, you worked on samples of the trees. Uh, So what we did was we harvested leaf extract from specific trees and then we worked in petri dishes with a fungus plug in the centre to see how much we could decrease the growth with the leaf extract. And how many samples did you take? Uh, we had 180 in total. That's quite a lot. Yeah. Now, how long did this project take? So we started researching early August and we worked right up until the competition, so early January. So you're talking about five or six months of solid work? Yeah. And how did you start it off? Uh, well, we first uh, collected our leaf material. Uh, we did this in Chagas. They gave us access to their 
genotype bank so uh, that's the first thing that we did and then we uh, went on to grind our leaves into the petri dishes to make the leaf extract and then you had to add in your ingredients your active ingredients mm-hmm. so chagas yet again gave us access to their fungus plugs as it would take too long to grow it ourselves and we brought our petri dishes with we had prepared here in the lab to chagas so you had a hundred or so petri dishes and you did all this work in Chagas and then I presume you brought them back here? We brought them back here for a collection of our data which we did over a process of seven weeks and we ended up basing our results off our seventh week of data. Every second week we'd go in and take pictures from the bottom of the Petri dish using a light box so we could see the uh, circumference of the circle which uh, was the fungal growth. Mm-hmm. And then we used a certain formula to compare these to the controls so the petri dishes which contained only the fungus. Now your results here are very promising. Tell me a little bit about them. Uh, So we tested three different treatments of the two hormones and we found that the second treatment we tested which was one to two ratio of these two hormones successfully decreased the growth of the fungus up to 73% on the worst affected tree and worked successfully across all three genotypes which we tested. Now how did you come up with these two particular hormones? Why did you use these rather than something else? Um, So that's what was used in the popular article originally when they were testing against the rust fungus and uh, we came up with the different ratios in relation to both that article and the natural levels of jasmonic and salicylic acid occurring in the ash tree. This particular article you're talking about on poplar trees, this is really then where you started? Yes. You took your ideas from here and then you just brought it onto the ash plant? Exactly. So we recognise that because they're both pathogenic fungus disease causing and that both the trees are broadleaf trees that potentially it could work in the same manner for an ash tree. And how did you get on then at the Young Scientist? Um, At the Young Scientist we won the special award for the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine and then went to win runner-up group of the competition. Of the full competition? Yeah. So you're the second best group in Ireland? Yeah, <laughs> You must be very proud of that. Yeah, definitely. It was such a great achievement and we learned so much over the whole course of the project. So it was a really great moment for us. And I believe that you met President Michael D. Higgins as well. What did he say about your project? Um, so he was really interested on how it affected both our national biodiversity and culture as well as, you know, hurling. Now, where will you take this project to now? Our next step would be upscaling our project. So uh, using a larger sample size from our original 180 Petri dishes to potentially over a thousand to see if we (laughs) to see if we'd have similar results of our original project and then moving on to ash trees themselves to see if the two hormones behave similarly within the tree and do you think then that the work you're doing could be applied commercially Uh, Yes, definitely. Depending on how far we get with our project in the next couple of years or so, I definitely think that it can be something. You'll probably work in conjunction with Chagask. Yeah, definitely. We're looking into maybe partnering with them and developing our project further. Do you think then when you finish up, you'll go to college to study biology? Um, Yeah, so the... I hope to study botany. Um, I actually don't study biology currently. Really? Uh, really. Um, I'm more maths-focused physics, so definitely a STEM subject, but I'm not too sure just yet. Uh, for me, I think I'd like to go into biology as well. Not sure what uh, form, but definitely biology. Now, you're no novices to the Young Scientist competition. Yes, yeah, so this was my third time competing. I competed in second year with the same group of Abigail and Olivia as well, and in TY 
um, with another project partner. Well, how, how did you get on the last time the three of you were together? We placed third in our group. Now, that was second year, so we've come a long way since then. And Olivia, how did you get on in previous times? Yeah, so as uh, Erica was saying that we did uh, our project in second year, a different one, and we did really well there. But however, last year, Abby and I applied for BT, but we didn't get in. So we ended up doing it um, in SciFest uh, with a completely different project on water energy. And we ended up winning in regionals and going on to nationals. So the school here has a great reputation for science in particular and also these competitions. Yeah, so two girls from our school won the whole competition in 2016 and we've had uh, multiple other major wins across the years. I myself uh, won the Perigo Gold Partners Award last year. Your parents must be very, very proud of you. (laughs) They're very proud. Um, I don't think any of them could have seen us here now. Uh, Second year, we didn't have much clue what we were doing, but we've come a long way since then. So there's hope for the future. Um, This is definitely the first step in the right direction, we believe. Thank you very much indeed, Terry Flanagan. Amy, you want to say something about ash dieback? Yeah, ash dieback is becoming a real problem. I mean, ash are the only big trees in our hedgerow since all the elm died 30, 40 years ago. And now ash dieback is becoming widespread all over the country. Now, it affects the younger ash trees more than the big old-fashioned, mm-hmm. ancient ones with big bodies on them. So the only hope is because ash is a native species that didn't just come in one fell swoop, that we will find pockets of resistance among the ash and we can take trees from those to spread about the country again. But there's nobody planting or growing ash at the moment because of this. It's a real problem. I mean, National Tree Week is coming up now at the end of March. 19th of March to the 26th. That's when it is. And we're we're encouraging people to plant trees because it's the end of the growing season. But we can't encourage people to plant ash because it's a waste of time while this ash dieback is is in the air. It's it's a fungus. Tell me, do you have National Tree Week twice a year? No, we have National Tree Week in March in the first part of the year. And we have National Tree Day. Oh, National Tree Day. At the end in October. And that's to talk, celebrate trees going into their autumn glory. So they're two different ends of the spectrum. Plant them in March, enjoy them in October.